Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. Welcome to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 7.09, 9 after 7. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Gang's all here. Low T. Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Buford produces the show. A live edition of the Mark Aram Show on this Friday with our extended team coverage of the I-85 bridge collapse. You heard the very latest there at the top of the hour, the news from Chris Chandler. Uh, three people in custody uh, might be charged with causing the fire that caused the 85 collapse. Breaking the story for Channel 2 Action News. Joining us now live in studio, WSB-TV's Mark Winnie. Mark, thanks for coming down, buddy. Always a pleasure. You've been doing a fantastic job on radio and on television and covering uh, this catastrophe. It, it's about 24 hours now, a little more than 24 hours yeah. when when that amazing scene took place uh, and Jason Durden was up over it and just 85, just boom. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I was to coming see. back from doing a City Hall corruption uh, story and see the column of black smoke and thinking maybe there's a tanker fire. Or yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Obviously, we've we've all been in breaking news mode for the last 24 hours. I didn't expect what happened in the last 20 minutes to happen this early, and that is uh, people now in custody um, being charged with causing this fire. What can you tell us right now? Well, the state fire marshal's office, which, as you know, is part of the Georgia in- uh, Insurance Commissioner's office, uh, confirmed to me that there are state charges on uh, three people, uh, two of them for criminal trespass, uh, but one of them is charged with first-degree criminal damage to property, uh, and and the fire marshal's office confirmed uh, that all uh, of these charges are in connection with the bridge collapse investigation. We're mm-hmm. still waiting to sort it out and find out exactly what the alleged fact set is there, but so Atlanta Fire has been taking the lead, uh, and ATF and uh, the state fire marshal's office, Atlanta police, uh, assisting uh, from what we understand. And in fact, just before uh, we got this confirmation, uh, I watched as a, a captain from the Atlanta Fire uh, Department fire marshal's office, uh, I believe, and two investigators from the state fire marshal's office and an ATF agent uh, tromped down into uh, the big pit that's mm-hmm. now full of broken uh, shards of concrete, um, presumably to uh, begin some of the hardcore forensic part of the investigation. Three people charged with the fire that caused the 85 bridge collapse I know it's very early, Mark. Do we think that um, they're leaning toward an accidental start to the fire in this or perhaps maybe even an arson charge here? So he's not charged with arson, but one guy is charged with uh, first-degree criminal damage uh, to property. Um, And the other two are charged with criminal trespass. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did turn up some information uh, on the street earlier. Uh, Actually, the same... uh, Two of the same names, first and last, and and one of the same, uh, uh, the third guy was the same first name about this, leading us to believe if this information, which is now unconfirmed by authorities at this point, uh, is true that, uh, you know, one or more of these people may have been transient uh, and uh, uh, may have started some kind of a fire, whether if that's true, accidental or intentional, mm-hmm. 
we don't know at this point. But I do note that, you know, the charges uh, right now are criminal tr- trespass and then the, the first degree criminal damage to property charge. Mark Winnie from WSB-TV joining us here. The breaking news, the update on this already developing story of the I-85 collapse. Three people charged, two with criminal trespass, one with first-degree property damage, I believe is what? Criminal damage to property, Criminal right. damage to property. Uh, assume, we had assumed that if that was what had happened, uh, because we had uh, a number of callers here to the station, I'm sure you had sources too, that, um, that homeless people sometimes stayed underneath that overpass for shelter, and that was the assumption um, albeit, you know, just a guess that perhaps it was uh, transients that, that had set the fire perhaps to stay warm. Uh, that was the cause of the fire. But this is a breaking situation you're hearing here on WSB Radio. Uh, just a little over 24 hours after the fire started, three people now in custody. Uh, Mark Winnie from Channel 2 Action News joins us. Jay Black will join us from the park a little bit later in the show. And we continue with Mark Winnie from Channel 2 Action News. Three people uh, in custody. You mentioned the Atlanta Fire Department leading this investigation. Right. Is that typical for something like this? I would think maybe even the ATF would get involved or something like that. Yeah, it is actually because, uh, you know, the fire marshal's office within the uh, fire department, they have arrest powers. Mm -hmm. I mean, they uh, investigate crimes that involve fire. Uh, Atlanta police confirmed to us earlier today that they were uh, available to assist Uh, Atlanta Fire. And then ATF uh, confirmed to us that they had a certified fire investigator uh, on the scene last night. We actually saw a different ATF guy out there today, and we confirmed that uh, a couple of fire investigators from the state fire marshal's office were on the uh, scene today. In fact, we we saw uh, two investigators uh, from that office. I want to be kind of conservative here, though, and and not uh, jump to too many conclusions Mm -hmm. about what these arrests signify. We confirm they're in connection with the the bridge collapse fire investigation. But, you know, exactly what role they played, whether they're saying that this criminal damage to property involved a fire that uh, caused the collapse, I think it's a little bit premature for us to jump uh, too far until we've had a chance to gather more information. The information that we went with, we confirmed before we went on the air with it, uh, and we wanted to keep people updated as much as possible. When break, you know, as as uh, when the news breaks, we want to get it out there as soon as we've confirmed that it's right. Um, so I think we'll we'll find out much more quickly. Sure. Uh, but uh, for now, uh, that's what we know and and want to you know keep it in context. Absolutely. Uh, do we know what time these people were were, were taken in? Do do we have a timeline on that? Uh, I am kind of thinking from what I heard on the street, not from the investigators. It uh, may have been this afternoon. Okay. Um, but uh, um, we had heard again by two that. Uh, two people by the same names as those who are now charged with criminal damage uh, with uh, criminal trespass had been taken over to the MARTA police headquarters, which is very close to the fire scene, as you know, um, for questioning. Um, so that's that's what leads me to believe it may be uh, may have been this afternoon. Mark Whitting from Channel Two Action News joins us live on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, you you were obviously covering the breaking news last night, doing some amazing reports. You've covered some big Back stories you. in your career. What was the the coordination like between the agencies because I saw you talking to Atlanta police and we had the cab fire on it was just uh, you know a, a real team effort coming in to, to try to clear this situation yesterday and you know what sometimes in these giant uh, cases that uh, you and I have covered you see a fractious relationship uh, but I didn't see any of that last night I did see teamwork and I, I saw a, a lot of playing off the same uh, page and uh, uh, coordination seemed to be working pretty well. And I would say, by the way, I saw those five investigators trooping down into the pit maybe an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that appears to be the, the case now. And, you know, Atlanta police, when I talked to a captain from APD today, I mean, he was almost deferential in, in saying, right, we're here to assist, but Atlanta fires uh, the lead. But that, you know, that arson investigation i'm not saying this is an arson but those are the kind of people that would work this kind of case because they're experts at determining the causes of fire uh i mean that is especially that traditionally belongs to uh fire departments on the local level most importantly the 85 collapse does it impact your commute are you going to be okay 
It does, <laughs> it does impact. Actually, my Route A, Route B, Route C, yeah. it impacts all of them. I, yeah, I live in Brookhaven. Oh, so, wow. So, uh, yeah. Peachtree's you know, your new friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I went home by Peachtree. It's pretty fast at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but uh, it was a circuitous route uh, today. Excellent. But, uh, Mark Winnie uh, from Channel Two Action News. The very latest on the story that Mark broke on WSBTV.com, and of course you can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Winnie WSB. I hereby release you from your duties. Well, Enjoy I gotta say, as far as my commute, <laughs> I know where to tune in in the morning to find out how to get to work, my I, brother. I appreciate it, uh, sir. Uh, we'll come back with your thoughts. This developing situation: three people in custody. Uh, really quick, really quick. But as Mark cautioned, we're gonna we're gonna hold back on determining what exactly happened, but it's certainly a development worth passing along. Your call's next, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 725, 68 degrees on Peachtree Street. It's actually a gorgeous day. I was awake for way too much of it. I <laughs> shouldn't have known it was a gorgeous day. I am, for the record, I am wiped out. This has been a draining 24 hours. How are you guys holding up? Pretty good. You'd have to uh, turn his mic on. That. There you go. Hey, there you go, sorry. You didn't have to do anything extra, right? You stayed like, no, no you didn't even stay no, after I, last I night. No, I stayed till like 9, that was 9.30. Yeah. Did you have to come in early today? Mm-mm. All right, good. Longoria? No, of course not. Everyone's good? Yeah. Buford, Buford was, uh, you pulled some, you didn't get out of here till what, after midnight yesterday? Yeah. That was crazy. You have, But he did get eight straight hours of sleep, by the way. Good for you. Yeah. Unlike the rest of us. And then he woke up and went to the tanning bed. Yeah, he said um, he's tired. Did you, uh, did you get home all right? Because you had to go home to Buford yesterday. Yeah. How did I, you get uh, home from the station? I cut through the forest yeah. and went over to Piedmont and... Uh, took a ride on Cheshire Bridge. Everything was fine. Yeah, so gonna, was good. But I told Longoria it was really creepy driving up 85 last night because there was no one yeah. until I got to 285. Like, I've never been on 85 by myself. Totally empty. Yeah, that, it was, that's it was that's weird. what my commute looks like every morning. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You heard the breaking news there from Mark Winnie on Channel 2 Action News. Three people in custody in connection with yesterday's bridge collapse. Marco and Lilburn. We need more lemon pledge. Happy Friday, Marco. What's going on, brother? Not much. Taking it easy. Did you, uh, you're impacted by the uh, 85 closure at all, or are you good? Oh, no. Uh-oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, where I am. All right. Go around it. But um, I saw that uh, live interview uh, before I went to sleep. Uh, I guess he was a chief or Mike McDonough or something. Yes. Um, he was talking about, uh, he said something about get your stupid hats on or something. I was laughing. Um, because it's amazing how people with today's technology, they don't know how to get around this stuff. You know? I mean, well, that, well, that that's sure. the, the yeah. dual edge of, or the catch-22, if you will, of technology. So ever since we all have GPSs in our pockets on our phones, no one knows where they're going unless the GPS is working. So if, if you have a major interstate closure like that and you are totally reliant on a GPS system, you're screwed. you got to learn your roads. Old-timers like me, we know our roads. Youngins like you, Bananas. You know. All right, news, weather, and traffic next. Jay Black's going to check in from SunTrust Park and your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, everybody. This is John DeVinci, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show, 738-22 in front of 8 o'clock. Mark Aram at your beck and call till 9 p.m. every Monday through Friday on WSB. Everybody on board, Loti Chuck, Longoria, Buford, and myself. Vinny from TV will join us next hour, as will Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. Just a little over 24 hours ago, I guess 24, 5 hours ago now, 
85 collapsed. We're talking about the traffic impact to their traffic impact of the new Brave Stadium opening today in Cobb County, the exhibition game uh, with the New York Yankees. Full disclosure, I should have been there. But I decided that can't believe you didn't go. Well, yeah. no. I wanted to be live on the air the first day that SunTrust Park was open. So um, I had scheduled to go because I am a huge Yankees fan and I want to go see SunTrust Park, obviously. Um, but I figured I should be on the air live when the first exhibition game. So we made that decision last week. Yeah. And of course, luckily we did yeah, well, because yeah. 85 uh, goes yep. bye bye yesterday. And uh, I really haven't left the station in the last 24 hours, so it all worked out. I'll get to SunTrust eventually. Uh, Chip joins us in Marietta. Chip, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, this is the worst collapse we've seen since the Super Bowl. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Tough act to follow, but he's going to try. WSB Sports Director Jay Black, who has got the best job in the building, Joins us now from beautiful SunTrust Park in Cobb County, Georgia. Jay, what's going on, buddy? You know, I had a uh, journalism professor tell me about humor. If you miss by a little, you miss by a lot. And I don't think that last caller got that lesson. Well, I mean, it, 22 hours ago, it would have been uh, yeah. funnier. I mean, we've we've heard them all. We've seen the memes. Yeah. We've seen the jokes. The Dukes of Hazard jump in the th- All right, we get it. It's Enough. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. moving on. We're moving on. Jay Black, um, this is a warm-up act because you're going to the Masters next week. I want your gig, by the way. My next contract, I want the I Jay Black job. I'm only the assistant to the assistant sports director. So, you, you, you are invited. So you are invited. I, I know, I know. Not to the Masters. Well, no, no, no. Not <laughs> but to, but to the <laughs> no, Braves no, game. No. Um, what's, what's the turnout like at uh, SunTrust Park, my friend? Well, it's uh, it's half full, like uh, like it was supposed to be. It's uh, only for season ticket holders. Even though a lot of Yankees fans have managed to get here, which is a bit peculiar. Never um, mind Yankees fans. So Buford tells me, listen to this, guys. I want the breaking news sounder on this Longoria. Actually, guess who's at the game? Where is Hector? This is this is the first game at SunTrust Park. Okay, only yep. season ticket holders are and media are allowed to go to this game. So regular guys like us. We, you can't just walk up and buy a ticket. You either have to be right. a highfalutin mainstream media suck-up like Jay Black uh-huh. or a very wealthy <laughs> season ticket holder. Uh, sources tell me during the break, guess who from WSB Radio is at the game right now? WSB Radio who? past and present. Hold on, Jay. We're going to go around the room here. Chuck, give me, give, give me two names of people that have worked or currently work at WSB that are at SunTrust Park for the opener. Uh, I'll say... Jennifer Griffiths and Donna Hall. <laughs> and Donna Hall. Good guesses. Longoria. Uh, Bortz okay. and uh, Belinda. Bortz and Belinda. Good good guess there. Jay Black, two, two uh, either current or former WSB radio employees who are at SunTrust Park today, besides you. Clint Reed. Um, <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Angie Smith. Oh, that's a good guess. I like Angie Not Smith. Bad. Now, some of those people might be there. I don't know. But sources yeah. tell me. That Shane Backler and Scott wow. Maxim are at the game. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How the hell does Scott Maxim get How did a ticket? They get there, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Did Jay hook him up? Did you hook them up, Jay Black? I, I, I the only person I invited <laughs> was you, and you said yes, and then no. Well, I wanted. To, I, I did say I, I really wanted to go. You know, I did. But um, we wanted to do extra traffic coverage for the Braves game. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, it, it 85 turned to be out the bigger story. Let's talk about the Braves traffic. Um, earlier on in the rush hour, it looked pretty bad on 75 north and south approaching the ballpark. What was it like from your vantage point? Oh, when I got up here, I actually came up here twice at 3.30 and 4.15, which is another story. But um, when I got up here early in the afternoon, it was not bad. And from a lot of people I talked to, if you were going north on 75, if you got off around Cumberland Mall, Acres Mill area, you had it was not bad at all. Now coming the other way was you know a bit of a struggle, and the perimeter was you know totally different. But at least the seventy-five north part of it wasn't too bad. It was not chaos. Was it totally smooth? No, there was a few complaints about the walks from the parking lot, which is kind of a hike, and not everything was as well marked as it should be. But at least for this little soft launch, it was not total chaos like. It could have been, or it could, you know, in two weeks. WSB uh, Sports Director Jay Black joining us live from SunTrust Park, the exhibition game against the New York Yankees. I, I guess 
it's good that the Braves moved because imagine if they were at Turner Field still, and 85 South is closed indefinitely. Oh, um, it actually, you know, it it was kismet. It worked out for them better than if they were still at Turner Field, right? You know, everybody laughed at the Braves moving to Cumberland Mall to put their baseball stadium, and it worked out just fine. My my uh, hypothesis that it was uh, Derek Schiller and John Scherholz that set fire underneath the 85 bridge um, no longer holds water, apparently. Mark Winnie says uh, three people in custody, and none of them named Scherholz or Schiller. So uh, we can th- we can blow that theory out of the water. It was not former Cobb County Commission Chairman Tim Lee. Well, that we don't know. We don't know if it was Tim Lee or not. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. What are you doing, by the way, Jay? Are you on a treadmill or something? No, no, I'm, uh, right now the wind's blowing right in my face. So, oh. Uh, that's, that's why I'm trying to, trying to block the wind. I'm right behind the, uh, right behind the first box. All right. Uh, Jay Black, finish it up with Jay Black at SunTrust Park. Your initial uh, impressions now that you've actually seen people in the stands, uh, grade the ballpark uh, opening night for us. It, uh, it, is, it is really growing on me. My first impression when I got here for a tour a couple of weeks ago was it met my expectation. It did not exceed it. But now that I've actually, you know, as you actually see baseball here and, you, and you, you know, you see how the sun's going to look and you see how the, how, the, how the wall looks and, you know, actually watch a baseball game, it, it, it's, it's really nice. It is, a, it is a beautiful ballpark. There is, there is no doubt about that. Visually, it is an upgrade over Turner Field. I, and I'm seeing pictures that people have been tweeting out uh, from the ballpark the uh, the outfield uh, skyline, I guess the it looks fantastic, except for that big construction crane out there. Yeah, that's the Omni <laughs> Hotel, which they're not quite uh, finished with yet. But the uh, the Comcast building in right field is it's an all glass office building. I'm surprised how really nice that is. I was I was a little skeptical when they said they're going to stick an office building, you yeah. know, right beyond right field. But it, it really looks nice. You've got the brick right field wall there. Uh, and there's a uh, there's a waterfall in the center field batter's eye, which uh, which really looks nice. It's it, uh, now that the sun's starting to set. It's it, it's a beautiful ballpark. You uh, you should have been here, Mark. Yeah, I'll be there eventually. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Yes, you will. Uh, WSB's Jay Black joining us live from SunTrust Park. D- to, as a baseball fan, what strikes me most about this field is the uh, very small foul ground area. There is very little um, foul territory. At this ballpark, it seems really tiny, Jay. Yeah, I was sitting in the uh, in the dugout during uh, batting practice yesterday, and I was thinking, do we really even need a first base coach here? You could just stand on the top rail and holler because you the the dugouts are right on top of the base. I don't think I've ever been on any sort of baseball field where there was that little room in between the dugout and the baseline. Yeah, as a former uh, pitcher, Division One athlete, in case you didn't know, um, I would well, not, I would not like that ballpark because. Um, if you're a pitcher, you want a lot of foul ground so those pop-ups can be caught in foul territory, not go in the stand. So the pitchers aren't going to be happy with this layout. The hitters will certainly enjoy it, though. Yeah, and there's not much foul ground even farther down the lines, either once you get toward the toward the fences to uh, you know bail you and get you, get you keep out down the lines. It's uh, it's it's right on top of them. But that was the plan for the fans. They they wanted to jam all 41,000 seats in here and make it as close as possible. That's what a lot of fans told me initially when I'm just getting first impressions is that they can certainly see that uh, this does feel like it's closer to home plate than uh, Turner Field. Finish it up with Jay Black at SunTrust Park, the first official game. It's an exhibition game, but the Braves are actually on the grass, which is the first time ever at a game. Uh, you've been you've been sampling the culinary delights inside the ballpark for a week now. Uh, folks going to the game for the first time, what does Jay Black recommend you get to eat in the ballpark? Now, this is just in the ballpark because the stuff in the battery, uh, we have not had a chance to preview that yet. But uh, obviously, Fox Brothers Barbecue, uh, that's, you know, that, that goes without saying. Uh, the original stuff here, I was surprised how much I like these street tacos. Uh, the tacos are very good, and the pizza is very good. That's kind of my uh, my top three. It'll be uh, Fox Brothers, tacos, and, uh, and the, and the uh, pizza. Any jalapenos in those street tacos? <laughs> uh, not for this guy. Jay Black, always a pleasure. Follow him on Twitter, jblack24. Uh, you going to be at the station tomorrow for the baseball draft? Uh, we'll see. What do you mean we'll see? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be ready. All right. Jay Black. Oh, that reminds me. Thank you, by the way. Jay Black uh, 2 on Twitter. Yes. At Jay Black 2. I have two openings for my AL-only fantasy baseball league. The draft is tomorrow at noon. It's an online draft. If you're interested... Tweet at me, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. If you're any fantasy baseball goons out there want to be a part of my league, 
There's some prestige in that. Maybe my league and Jay Black. We'll come back with your calls. 404-872-0750. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. We're talking about the eighty five bridge collapse, the first game at SunTrust Park. The breaking news you heard here on WSB from Mark Winnie from Channel Two: three people in custody with connection to the bridge collapse. Three, uh, we think, homeless individuals that uh, have been taken into custody. So, so you have that. Your thoughts on that? That's, I mean, that's the big development here. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Need to tap into Longoria's uh, Mexicanus for a second. Oh, okay. Um, what exactly? <laughs> yeah. is a, what exactly is a street taco? Like, what's the difference between a taco and a street taco? Oh, like usually street tacos are they have like cilantro and onions on them. They're you know just like. Cilantro? Cilantro. How'd you say that? (laughs) Cilantro? Cilantro. Cilantro. That's usually, I mean, that's kind of what they kind of go by. I think he takes English words. So it's not just the fact, they're not just so, I would think. (laughs) And they usually have like like steak meat on them or something like that. It's not like ground beef. But you can get that at a restaurant. Yeah. Isn't it just a street taco, something that's sold on the street? Yeah, usually that's where they're sold at. But, you know, a lot of people are now selling them and calling them street tacos. So if I go to a a brick-and-mortar restaurant, Mm -hmm. like La Perilla on Howell Mill, and I order a taco with cilantro. 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 Yeah, I mean, that's usually how they come. Is that a street taco? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's usually how they come, but I don't think they even sell those at La Perilla. I've been to some Mexican, like some of the taquerias that they have. They'll they'll sell them there. Yeah, but they won't call them street tacos. For an Eskimo, you've got an amazing Spanish accent. I was just gonna say that. I've never heard an uh, an Eskimo with such an amazing Spanish accent. (laughs) I have to learn, you know. All right, Uh, Clarence is in Kennesaw. Clarence, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Oh, hi, Mark. How you doing? What's going on, brother? Oh man, I just wanted to call and say congratulations on your show, buddy. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I've been, um, I was born and raised in this state, so I've been watching you on TV and, you know, and for quite some time, and I've just wondered here recently, um, do you have a house? Do you have a house? Yeah, do you have somewhere to live? I mean, you're always <laughs> at the I, I do not live, I mean, well, I used to live under the ID5 bridge, but my stuff, my stuff's all gone now. Yes, I actually, here's the, here's the trick, I, I've lived at this... I've lived within 10 minutes of the station pretty much my whole time working here at WSB. My current house I've been in since 2004. What is it, Buford? Seven minutes in the morning to get here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm really close to the station. Right, because you got married recently, didn't you, like in the last few years? No, no, it was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. A long time ago. So I was thinking about your wife. I was like, does she ever see you? Nope. I mean, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore, she don't. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Tony's in Dallas. Tony, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, guys. Congrats on your new hours and stuff. Thank you, uh, Tone. Uh, I was just saying, as far as you know, the bridge collapse, uh, I think this is a perfect example. And you're from the Northeast, like me, where you need public transportation, like we have up in New- and Massachusetts and New York and stuff. I mean, this is what really you do need down here in Georgia. I'm glad you brought up transportation because uh, Keith Parker... From Marta is going to join us after the news, weather, and traffic. Marta saw a 25% spike in ridership today. A lot of folks I know want to take Marta to work now because 85 is closed, but they don't know how to do it. So Keith Parker is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. And for all the newbies out there that have never ridden Marta, he's going to tell you how to get hooked up. So that'll be coming up straight after news, weather, and traffic, and, of course, more of your calls. 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Lois Griffin, and you are listening to the Mark Aram Show. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand Welcome back to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 8.08, 8 after 8 o'clock. The Mark Aram Show heard live Monday through Friday, 
7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. The gang's all here. Low T Chuck screens the calls. Longoria on the other side of the takeout window. Vinny from TV joins us live in studio. Hey. We continue our coverage of the ID5 collapse here on WSB Radio. You heard us uh, bring it to you live uh, about 26 hours ago now almost. Uh, and no change, 85 will be shut down indefinitely. We've been updating the situation all day long. We'll continue to give you uh, traffic updates throughout the weekend. 24-7 traffic updates here on WSB Radio to help you navigate um, what uh, is going to be a dicey situation for many, many months. Last night, after the bridge collapsed, you might have uh, remember me giving you alternate routes and suggesting that folks either uh, telecommute to work if they can or... Start taking MARTA. Apparently, a lot of folks heeded my words last night. MARTA saw a 25% increase in ridership this morning, which is a good, good sign. MARTA really is smarter, especially with 85 shut down. But I had a lot of questions like just around the room. Vinny, um, have you ever been on a MARTA train or bus? Once. Once. Chuck, have you ever been on a MARTA train or bus? No, uh-uh. Longoria, have you ever been on a MARTA train or bus? Once. Okay. So I had a lot of questions in the traffic center this morning. People were saying, I've never taken MARTA, but I want to. How do I get on board? How do I do it? Uh, joining us live on the show, a man who can answer that question and much more, the CEO of MARTA, Mr. Keith Parker, joins us. Keith, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Good evening, gentlemen thank and you. ladies. Thank you for taking the time out. I know it's been a busy 26 hours for you, as it has for everyone here at the station. Uh, first off, kudos uh, to, to you and the organization for, for stepping up coverage today um, and really providing some extra support for commuters that uh, wanted to take mass transit since 85 was shut down. Well, thank you very much, SRT. After seeing what happened and collaborating with uh, different state officials, local officials, and even chatting with our uh, uh, folks in the, at the federal level, we decided to try to do our part to help build up what obviously is a tough situation and uh, put some additional service out there beginning early this morning. And that will continue throughout the rest of the weekend. And we will then do an assessment uh, late Sunday to determine how much uh, additional service will be necessary uh, going into next week. Keith Parker joins us from MARTA. Keith, uh, with 85 closed indefinitely, MARTA definitely smarter for a lot of commuters. For folks like Vinny and Chuck and Longoria that that aren't regular MARTA riders, um, how can people get started uh, jumping on the MARTA trains and buses? Well, they could have gotten started today. We had lots of new customers on, on board. I, I have a pretty good radar when I jump on a train, particularly, when I, uh, and, and can tell if a person is a first-time rider, they uh, looking every few seconds at the at the map, and they are uh, making sure that they don't miss their stop and that sort of thing. Uh, and we had lots of new customers on board today. Uh, I would say the the first thing to do is go to our website at itsmarta.com. Uh, and on there, it actually tells you how to ride Marta. Get out your cell phone and uh, download the Marta to Go app, and it gives you real time information, literally down to the minute of when the next bus and train will be arriving. Uh, additionally, get to the stop a little bit early, get to our rail stations or at our South Point stations or any of those other places where you can board to get your breeze card. Uh, once you get your breeze card and have it loaded, you are seamlessly going from bus to trains using all of our different services, uh, 20 hours a day, 365 days a year. Keith Ma Parker from MARTA joins us talking about the 85 road collapse yesterday and how MARTA is really going to be a small alternative commute option for folks that normally take 85 north or south in and out of town. Uh, what's the price, Keith, uh, per trip, per day, or is there, you know, uh, I have friends in Long Island that, that get monthly passes on the Long Island Railroad. Do you, do you offer something like that, uh, an unlimited monthly pass? We do. We're, we're an incredible value, even when you pay the full ticket price of $2.50, because keep in mind, you can ride all the way from, say, Alpharetta down to the airport for $2.50. Uh, and on our trains, getting on the train from, say, Midtown, you can take that Midtown train all the way into the airport, $2.50. It'll take you about 21 minutes. And we're on time with our train service about 97.5% of the time, best in the industry. Uh, we, have the, we have literally the best airport service in the country where you can go from baggage claim to the rail platform in less than three minutes. 
And then about every five to seven minutes, a train's pulling out to get you all over Atlanta for, again, only $2.50. Those who ride more frequently can buy weekly passes or even monthly passes for unlimited ridership for still just the price of parking for a few days uh, if you pay for structured parking in downtown. So that's one of the things we're really excited about. And in fact, we're going to start a promotion in just the next month or so where you can get about a 20 to 25% discount for a monthly pass. So uh, we're going to be promoting a number of different ways to use the service, even putting out a Groupon to, uh, that, that, that you can use to uh, ride monitor. And our goal is to get new customers riding uh, for the first time and getting our current customers to ride more frequently. I'm sure the Breeze card is awesome, but I miss uh, Subway tokens. I grew up on Subway tokens, Keith. <laughs> Any chance we can bring those back? We won't be, but we'll be bringing something a little bit more innovative. Uh, we actually have already signed an agreement and are working on implementation where you'll be able to use your cell phone to buy anything from a one-ticket ride to an annual pass and uh, never have to worry about a breeze car. Then your phone itself becomes your fare media, and you'll be able to get on any bus, any train, and just wave your phone, and it will allow you to get on there. And it will even send you a warning message to let you know when you are going low on your on your fares or on your uh, on the amount you have left on the card, and automatically uh, deduct those funds from your credit card if that's your choice. In addition, let's say if you've got a kid flying in from out of town, you could actually send them a link with a prepaid ticket on there. All they would do is hit that icon on their phone when they arrive at the airport, and then navigate the entire system without ever having to take any money out of their pocket. So these are the technologies that we'll be pushing forward in the coming months and years. Amazing. Uh, Keith Parker, General Manager, CEO of MARTA. All the information online at itsmarta.com. Keith, thank you so much for uh, taking time out. And again, kudos to you and the whole organization for really stepping up and helping Atlanta commuters this uh, this last 24 hours. We appreciate you giving us a chance to tell our story. Thanks uh, so much. All right, take care, Keith. Uh, there you go. I, I, I re- Listen. I if 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 there was if Marta was available at three in the morning to get me to my house to here I would take it. Oh yeah. If yeah. if if you have the opportunity, give it a shot. It really is. Uh, it could help you a lot with this eighty five closure. Under the circumstances, I wouldn't I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Unfortunately, they don't have uh, Marta that goes to Loganville or right. Cobb or Walton, wherever you live. <laughs> Way the hell out of east. <laughs> Snellville. Yeah, I wish it went to Cobb. I'd take it every day. Yeah, absolutely. I would take it too. Everyone out there. Um, all right, so there you go. Good stuff from Keith Parker. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Alan joins us in Buckhead. Alan, you are on the Mark Aram Show. Hi. Hello, uh, Alan. Uh, it's interesting, and, and I, I hate to say I was proven right, but uh, I called last night. I was on my way home from work. Uh, uh, between 7.30 and 8.30. And uh, I said, what the heck, I'll call the station. Um, and I and I got the screener on the phone. And uh, I, I said, uh, I haven't been listening to the station. I just turned it on. I said, I wonder if they brought up the fact. I said, I'm a native of Atlanta and lived in Buckhead over 20 years. Uh, and I, I've gone by that area many times, go to my package store to go shopping. And I wonder if they were going to bring up the fact that that's a well-known hangout for vagrants under that bridge. And he went and put me on hold, and he went back to the moderator, and, uh, and he came back and said, well, no, they don't want to put that on yet. That moderator's a jerk. I was that guy he was talking to. Oh. Um, so, you, were, you, weren't the, <laughs> you weren't the only one, Alan. A lot, I mean, people knew that, uh, I'm, I'm not going to call them vagrants, homeless, urban outdoorsmen, as Bortz used to call them. <laughs> That's uh, the best. What did Winnie That's call them? Uh, transients. Transients. Transients, yes. Yeah. We, don't have to, we don't have to throw the vagrant word around. Yeah. Nah. It was it was pretty much common knowledge that uh, homeless folks lived under that bridge. And uh, those are the, apparently the three people that have been taken into custody today in connection to that. So I'll give you credit, Alan. You're the first dude that thought it was homeless people. Sorry we didn't get you on the air. But you, you, made, you made up for it tonight. We got you on the air tonight. Okay, buddy? Amanda's in Norcross. Mandy, you're on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Mark? Excellent. What's you going are... on? I, I, this is going to be terrible. I was born a long time ago, and um, I remember in 1983 something that happened in Connecticut. The bridge over the river, Mianus River, collapsed. The, the Bulkley Bridge? The river. What, what was that? Was it the Bulkley Bridge? 
I don't remember the name of the bridge. Mm-hmm. I, it was the Mianus River Bridge. That's all we ever called it. And with Interstate 95, you know, the main stream of traffic from Connecticut um, into New York City. And it was driven over all the time. Well, it collapsed, and we went months. A uh, long time <laughs> I was without o- being able to drive on that side of the bridge. I was only uh, eight years old at the time, so I don't remember that. How long was it out of commission? Oh, you don't even want to know. Um, well, don't forget, too, they were also dealing with the fact that they were probably about 150 feet above the water of the of the, of the the river. So building it wasn't quite as easy. And I'm going to say it was about 12 months. Wow. I hope it's not 12 months that 85 is closed. Oh, no, no, no. And I hope it's not. Um, I think it's probably going to be a little bit more simple just to rebuild it. But, um, yeah, it it made a mess of traffic. I actually lived off uh, the Merritt Parkway, and the Merritt Parkway could not cover that kind of traffic. No. I mean, it was awful. It was just awful. No doubt. So, so, but I know that Atlanta will survive. There are other routes. And as you pointed out, Marta is Marta. Yeah, definitely. It's Marta.com. By the way, uh, if you want to get hooked up with Marta. So I put a, a, a poll out on my Twitter account, at Mark Aram. How long do you think it will take to repair the 85 collapse? Less than a month, one to three months, four to six months, more than six months. Right now, more than six months leading with 42% of the vote. Wow. Not less a than a month, last place, 6%. Your thoughts on the 85 collapse, how long it will take to fix, and what are you going to do in the meantime? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Eight twenty four, sixty four degrees on Peachtree Street. We continue our coverage of the 85 collapse. Traffic updates throughout the weekend, of course, 24-7. We are live here with traffic on WSB. Back to the phones we go. Rosemary joins us on the show. Hello, Rosemary. Hi. Um, I just think it's going to take forever to get 85 fixed because if you look at I-20, they take forever already um, on, like, I-20 westbound working on stuff, and they can't even take care of the potholes. There, this um, is a little more urgent, though, and, and apparently we're going to get 90% of the cost of the repair will be paid for by federal money. Um yeah. I, I think Georgia just, in as a state, they wait too long to do stuff anyway. Um, like instead of, I understand so what you're saying, but I, I, I think on this process, once they know what they have to do, I, I think there's going to be enough public pressure that they get out there. They and they have to work 24 seven to get this thing fixed. Because I, I mean, just maybe, maybe they'll bring points to like Marta and stuff like that, so that they'll extend outside of the perimeter as well. To prob- make probably it a little not. Easier. <laughs> I, th- I listen. We've been trying to expand mass transit here in Atlanta for a long time. I don't see that happening, but I I think they're going to try their best to get this thing fixed as quick as possible. The public pressure alone. I mean, they'll just get hammered if this thing drags on. Jeff's in Snellville. Jeff, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, two quick questions for you. Go ahead, buddy. All right, one. Excuse me, I drive for a living. Um, find out if you think it's better to use Google or ways to get around through this traffic. I, a lot of people love ways. I don't use it that often, but I don't need to that often. I use I use Google Maps a lot um, to, to navigate. I, don't, I just find it more user-friendly. I know you get some really good info on ways, but I'm a Google Maps guy. But... Um, I've got good news for commuters. We're going to be ha- launching a new WSB radio uh, and TV traffic app in, in just a little bit where you get the information that we have um, right onto the app. So that's going to be the go-to app right now. It's just not available just yet. That will be fantastic. So have patience, my friend. All righty. All right. One more hey, quick question. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. All right. Is anybody doing anything to worry about or to try to clean up underneath any of the other bridges around to make sure this doesn't happen again? Yeah, in fact, um, Buford's girlfriend, Rachel, came in here during the last break, and she said on her ride in, uh, she noticed that underneath all the overpasses that she sees, there she is. Hey, Rachel. Um, they've, they've taken all the junk, right? They took everything that was being stored underneath the overpasses. So I'm sure deep into the night last night, the DOT folks were saying, all right, we better get... You know, no more storing stuff under bridges and overpasses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Chris Camp, WSB News Director, always on the ball, said it was the Mianus River Bridge in 1983 that was closed for six months in Connecticut. Beautiful. 
beautiful is right. Uh, speaking of beautiful, Johnny Kilbasa will join us next segment with a fast food review and your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Keep packing animals two by two. Ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Pack them in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, chip and ham. Tell me about the master play. Oh, my love. Welcome back to the show. 837, 23 in front of 9 o'clock. Mark Aaron with you live on a Friday, with you Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Five guys in studio, Buford, Vinny, Low Tizzle, and Longoria. That is uh, clockwise across your radio dial and yours truly, Mark Aram. Uh, if you get a chance, I'm, not, I'm looking at you, Vinny, but I'm not talking directly to you. I know you're you. not. Uh, follow me on Instagram this week, please, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. And I have one more spot available in my Fantasy Baseball League. Uh, the auction is tomorrow at noon. It's online. Um, if you're interested, I have one slot to go. Uh, Jay Black's in the league. Judd Higginbotham's in the league. Dave Hubbard's in the league. It's fun stuff. Just email me or tweet at me, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, and we'll slide you in for the noon auction tomorrow. Noon. That's... 12. Noon. I know. Noon. I'm just saying noon because a listener doesn't like when I say noon. They don't like that word noon. Who doesn't like the word noon? A very special listener. Special? A listener? special listener. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said nude at first. No, That's noon. Good. And then you were. It'll be a fully clothed uh, okay. draft, but it's at noon. I'd hope so with the list of characters you listed out there. Say, say yeah. noon in a Spanish accent, Eskimo. Noon. <laughs> there you well go. Done. <laughs> All well right. Done. Um, oh, by the way, Nuno. if you missed yesterday's show, <laughs> El Noon. I was on yeah, from uh, what time was on? Five to nine yesterday Five during the eighty-five uh, yep. bridge collapse. Buford posted the uh, podcast. If you want to relive it, uh, it was actually we were having a fun time before that bridge that eighty-five oh, collapse. We need to do that again. Okay. I think we need to put that little game on hold All and right. bring that back one of these days because yeah. that was fun and we didn't get a. Really follow it through. Yeah, that it, was a good time. All right, fair enough. Uh, so we're talking about the 85 collapse and a SunTrust traffic, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Fred joins us on the show. Fred, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark. Love your show. Thank you, buddy. I'm sitting here listening. I'm about to collapse. It reminded me when I was living in Minnesota in 2007 when the I-35 failed. How, how lucky that the people in Atlanta are compared to what happened back then. Say, so, yeah, you're... you're Connection is really poor. Say that one more time. But I, I lived in Minnesota back in 2007. The I-35 bridge fell. Okay. And how lucky the people are here in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. It's not as bad as it, as it was in Minnesota. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'm, I'm sorry, Fred. I'm going to let you go. It's a weird sort of funky something. Funky something. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. Marty's in Austell. Marty, you're on the Mark Aram Show. So, how you doing? What's going on, Marty? Well, he's ice over in Minnesota. That's why you can't hear him. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, I have a thought and uh, maybe two thoughts. Okay. Uh, the thing about the, uh, the fire is that, and this is I'm not scientific, but put it to your radio and maybe they'll come back with one. I understand there's a way to have a fire that's like an accelerant. It feeds itself, almost like a fusion. Yes. And like turbo. Yes. The, hot, the faster you go... The faster you can go. Go on. And so that's one. And I really think that's what's going on with this fire. Okay. I don't know what was under it. And the second thing is, um, this whole not not a problem. A problem we're going to have the, the towers at the uh, in New York melted. All right. Thanks, Marty. Um, what, what happened was well, see what 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 had happened was <laughs> um, the the concrete doesn't melt. But things inside the concrete disintegrate. The rebar does. Yeah. Whatever that means. But so the, the, <laughs> You don't know what rebar is? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm a traffic guy. What do I know about right. rebar? Mm-hmm. I got blasted, by the way, on Twitter today. Why? By, by Rashes? Me. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to discuss that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in the traffic center this morning, and these th- Chopper 2's up. Jason Erden's up over the... Uh, uh, 85 collapse and there's this big piece of machinery in there 
breaking down the concrete that fell, like crushing it up and scooping it up. Yeah. So I asked Alex Williams, little guy, I'm like, what's the name of that? What's that big piece of machinery called? Like I was, I was exhausted. I'm like, what's what's the? He goes, oh, that's a bulldozer. I was like, all right. So I tweeted out a picture: bulldozer hard at work clearing the concrete. You would have thought I called someone's mom a whore. Yeah, every like every construction guy oh, in Atlanta tweeted at me. That's not a bulldozer, you jackass. That's this thing. It's but, but I, okay. I'm sorry. I yeah. I didn't know the name of the. It wasn't even me. Little guy told me. I'm. I mean, the buck stops with me because I tweeted it. But I was like, little guy, what's that called? He said bulldozer. I'm, oh yeah, that's all right. That'll that'll work. Huh. Sorry, I didn't know the official name of the piece of machinery that was pounding the. Un- I got. Mad, oh, yeah. like angry tweets. Yeah. Wow. They do the same thing if you if you mess the slightest thing up uh, during the re- they'll call and and, and I'll yeah. get forty calls. Yeah. Hey, it's not that. It's yeah. yeah. Whatever, man. Yeah. We're, it, we're good. When I say bulldozing, whatever. That's the thing. Heavy equipment. Yeah. It's yeah. A piece of, that's what I'm gonna say from now yeah. on. Yeah. Just heavy, heavy equipment. equipment. Heavy equipment. One time we were doing breaking news and uh, there was uh, a bobcat on the freeway like pushing debris out. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this live on the air on Channel 2, and there's no teleprompter. Everything I say on this show or on TV or on the radio is off the top of my head. I, I don't have a script. There's no teleprompter. Whatever comes out of my mouth is there. It's just there. And I couldn't think of the word bobcat on TV while the chopper arrives on the scene. I'm like, ah, that little uh, and a little scooter there is pushing the because <laughs> it was it was scooting around. Right. So I just said scooter again. You'd have yeah. thought yeah, I called bashed. someone's mom a dirty yeah. slut. Right. The the calls, the tweets I got. <laughs> That's a bobcat, you jerk. Yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry that some, I I mislabeled a piece of equipment. Some people just wait for that opportunity to. Oh my to, goodness, man! <laughs> it's unbelievable. So what am I going to say now? I'm just going to say heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah that's there you go. You got it all covered. Yeah, up. covered exactly. But it, but the 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 scooter wasn't really heavy machinery. What is now it? What do we call it? Lightweight machinery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> little bitty machinery. I called it a scooter. People scooter. went bananas. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. <laughs> And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight We Do Not Want to Know, He's My Own Personal Piece of Heavy Machinery, Johnny Kilbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. I'm wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese. I am to please, and I tell you what, you go spend an afternoon at Dollhouse, then shoot off a couple bottle rockets, then all hell breaks loose, man. I don't know what one happened yesterday, but it wasn't my fault. Um, so Johnny got preempted. He was supposed to do the fast food review, and then 85 collapsed. That's wow. the only time we've ever had to preempt Johnny for uh, wow. for breaking news. And it's sad. I don't know. Do, all right, so, Vinny, you were working upstairs on TV. Yeah. And Channel 2 sent a camera crew down here during mm-hmm. the middle of the broadcast yesterday right. to boost up their coverage whatever. So they took me live on the air. I'm wearing a hat. I'm unshaved. I got the T-shirt on. Yeah. And the guy calls up right as they take me on live on Channel 2. And the guy's like, yeah, I was stuck in the concrete factory. You know the one right behind Tattletales? <laughs> <laughs> Tattletales, the gentleman club, of course, uh, behind the uh, the collapse there. Right. And I'm, I'm on TV live and yeah. on radio. I'm like, uh. I don't really know Okay, that establishment, about. you know, and I people were just dying that uh, – <laughs> That the guy hey, that, referenced Tattletales. That's good TV, man. That's J- good TV. Johnny, did we ever go to Tattletales together? Yeah, we did, and that's what I meant. Tattletales, not the Dollhouse. I always get it mixed up. The Dollhouse isn't even around anymore. Were, but, uh, were, yeah, were you there when Barry San- when we saw Barry Sanders there? Um, I heard about that. I wasn't there that day, but um, I think I was there the night we ended up at the Gold Spa. But we we're not going to tell anybody no, about that. I, that was not me. That erroneous, erroneous, oh, that erroneous. Was erroneous. <laughs> Sorry about that. Erroneous, erroneous, <laughs> erroneous. <laughs> anyway, I just thought uh, you'd get a kick out of the. Uh, the Tattletales mentioned on Channel 2 yesterday. <laughs> of all the calls they come in to take, the guy's throwing out Tattletales. I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, uh, what were you going to serve up on the menu last night that you saved for leftovers tonight, my friend? Yeah, well, you, you sent me out into the field to investigate some pretty big news. Um, Wait, do we need the breaking is... news sounder? Do we need the breaking news sounder? Uh, yes, we do. All right, breaking news sounder, Longoria. Where is Hector? Breaking fast food news from Johnny Kilbasa. 
Mark Aram, <laughs> uh, what we're following on the fast food news items tonight is uh, word straight out of upstate New York, and that's McDonald's is actually going to switch to real meat in their quarter pounders coming up sometime this year. They're going to switch from that fake meat that they've been using before, but now they're going to use fresh beef in an effort to compete with efforts down the street like Wendy's using their fresh, never-frozen beef. McDonald's says, hey, you're going to order a quarter pounder. We're going to say we've never frozen that quarter pounder. Free frozen weight, of course. So the the, frozen beef. the news is, just to recap, beef. when you go to McDonald's uh, in the future, in the very near future, and order a quarter pounder with cheese, or as Longoria likes to get the double quarter pounder with cheese, without yes. onions, when you order those QPs or the double QPs, that beef will be never frozen. It's it, that'll be fresh beef that they're throwing on the on the grill. Wow! Right, it will not be the hockey puck, completely circleized disc that it used to be. You're going to see a little a little more randomness around the edges of it because it will not be <laughs> randomness so around the edges. <laughs> I, no, here, uh, listen. I, I applaud McDonald's for for whatever for doing the freshness thing, but to me. The the quarter pounder, or as Longoria likes to order, the double quarter pounder with cheese, no onion, onions, is is the best thing on the on the menu. Don't mess with yeah. perfection. Like you want to do fresh, never frozen. All right, you screw around with the Big Mac, you screw around with the the regular cheeseburgers, the McDouble, the QP, or the double quarter pounder with cheese, no onions is a classic. <laughs> you don't mess with a classic, right, Johnny? You're right, and I do know that. There are many, many dedicated followers of the double quarter pound with cheese or the single quarter pound with cheese at McDonald's. And there, I mean, there's a lot of people, just like people don't drink anything but Bud Light, there's a lot of people that only <laughs> eat quarter pounders. They don't, eat any, they don't eat anything else from McDonald's. Hey, there goes the so, Bud Light yeah. sponsorship of the Mark Aram show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised, dedicated quarter pounder eaters this one this one hits close to home longoria how do you feel about this they're messing with your baby i know i mean i like the idea that it's fresh meat and that i'm actually getting meat this time but as, it's always been meat let's, re- let's listen it's always been meat <laughs> whatever but, it was before yeah but, but it, it tasted I mean, good it's it's so good now yeah, right yeah. why yeah why mess with yeah, it yeah i'm with you on that i maybe it'll no, be better uh, well you know I don't talk about McDonald's unless you make me, and you're making me now. But McDonald's has been feeling the burn of the innovation from the places down the street. Yeah. And they're finally starting to make changes that they haven't made in years. Here's the one beef I have with it. Ah, you yeah, like that pun? Yeah, nice. Here's the one beef. Ah, I- fresh beef. McDonald's is only doing the fresh beef with the quarter pounder. So That's everything it. else is still going to be the frozen patties, correct, Johnny? For now, yes, whenever you want to make a change in something as big as McDonald's and the other people don't, they have some kind of problems with this, but they don't have as big a problem with this. Is Any minute change with McDonald's is always a matter of logistics. Yeah. You can go in the chalkboard in the marketing room and make all the changes you want, <laughs> but you have a worldwide supply chain that you have to consider when it comes to things like this. Yeah. So they're going to roll it out slowly. Can we do the fresh, never-frozen beef? Just with the quarter pounder. Right. If they're successful, they're going to back up their logistics. They're going to back up their supply chain and roll it out with the other patties. If they're successful, can you well, just swap out? Like, not can you go find that analysis yeah. anywhere else? Can you order? Yeah, can you order a Big Mac and, and say, say, "Listen, I, I want, want the, the fresh, fresh patties." Yeah. Of course. What do you That's have to do, I Johnny? Always, what do you have to? Big Mac, two fingers, and then what do you do? You you raise two fingers. <laughs> you put it across your chest. You wave the manager over and say, "Listen, buddy, I know Mark Aram, and price is not." A matter. Uh, two fresh patties on my Big Mac. Price is no concern. Johnny K, we appreciate you as always. And if the cholesterol is high, if 85 is high, so am I. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter and listen to my podcast at JohnnyKielbasa.com. On Twitter at JohnnyKielbasa. Appreciate you, brah. Johnny K, the man, breaking down the double quarter pounder with cheese, no onions for Longoria. We'll come back, final segment. I got some tickets to give away. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. We flat out ran out of time. Kathy in Athens. Kathy, you got about 15 oh, no, you, seconds. Oh, no, I have great. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Okay. What about creative um, hours for employment? How can we do this? And Like flex hours? Yes. Yeah. And Boston Strong, they did that. 
Atlanta Strong. We can do this. And uh, that... Actually, I have to say noon. <laughs> Listen, um, as much as I appreciate it, I'm, I, you can't compare what happened in Boston to what happened here. I love you, but come on. We'll survive, though. We'll be good. Let's do Star of the Show. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? I'm giving it to me since you guys gave it to all yourselves the other oh, you day. When you, yeah, no, I didn't hear it live, but I heard it personally. Um, That's not right. I got like tickets that. to give away. That's Debbie, right. Debbie, you want to see Matchbox 20 and Counting Crows? Yes. All right, hang on the line. You want a pair of tickets to see Matchbox 20 and Counting Crows in concert August 13th at Lakewood Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation. Win it before you can buy it. tickets. No time for Russ and Phil. I am so sorry. We'll continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.